truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Hello! Welcome to another episode of Flicks and Clicks. I am your host today. My name is Keelan. You might have heard my voice once or twice. I'm joined by Jordan. Hello. How's it it going, Jordan? I'm doing good. Good. Um, Today, we are going to review the new hot Marvel movie, Eternals. Pretty exciting. Just came out. As of recording this, it is opening day, technically, even though movies open at like three in the morning the previous day it's ridiculous they open so early um that was a bad analogy i saw it at six yesterday so the day before it the release day i saw it which um back in our day it used to be you had to wait in line at at 6 p.m to get into a midnight showing and now they none of that exists anymore um which is fine at the end of the day you know you get reserved seating so you don't have to stand out in the cold so it's it's fine um yeah, uh, we don't want to give anything away, so we're going to keep it spoiler-free for the first little bit, then we'll go into spoilers. But yeah, I guess, Jordan, do you want to just jump into it and give us your your f- initial impressions? What did you think? Spoiler-free, of course. But um, So before this movie came out, I had absolutely no clue, like even from the trailers. I n- knew nothing what it was going to be about. Um, and I thought it was very engaging. Um, I felt like I was constantly like, trying to figure out you know who the characters were and um the cast for this movie does fantastic for like Mm -hmm. everybody um the characters were very interesting and it was a fun movie to watch yeah cool um yeah i um this is uh the first marvel movie in a while that i am pretty indifferent on i don't think it's a bad movie um i think it's a a fine movie good even um maybe fine i would probably go around fine but um there's a lot going on um we'll get into this later um towards the end i think this should have been three movies um i think it should have been a tv show i think it should have you know it's it's the story they tell should not have been told in a single movie um at least in my opinion um so yeah, uh, like Jordan said, I thought the characters were were great. Um, a lot of a lot of fantastic actors. Uh, Angelina Jolie was uh, awesome in this. Um, Richard Madden, he's my favorite actor. I think he did awesome as well. Um, a bunch of others that I should remember their names. Uh, there was uh, oh Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, he was awesome I love as him. Kingo. Yeah. He was super funny, um, and the whole the whole cast did a did a good job. Um, the problem was there's what I'm looking at a picture now: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine Eternals uh, that they introduce in this movie, and I then, thought there was ten. Is there ten? I'm looking. I might be missing one. Um. Anyway, uh, there's a lot, and. Uh, that was exciting when I was hearing about this for the first time. I was like, oh man, this, I think this is going to really blow people away because people are expecting like, 
you know, there's Hulk is going to come back at some point, uh, Thor and all, and like the half of the Avengers are still around and they're, you know, going to pick up the mantle again. But in my eyes, I was like, oh, this is setting up. Like I was reading a little bit about what these characters are like in the comics. And a lot of them are ridiculously involved with a lot of the stuff that's going on. I was like, oh, this is going to be like, these guys are going to be major players moving forward. And that may still be the case. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, this movie uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, a recent Oscar winner uh, for Best Picture. Um, I think uh, all my gripes with this um, movie, I don't think has anything to do with the directing per se. Um, she is uh, listed as one of the screenplay writers, but the story itself, I guess, is written by other people. Um I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. Like I said, I just think this there's way too much packed into this movie. They, I think um, it would have been good to spread it out uh, along a longer form of media, whether that is multiple movies or a TV show, albeit uh, having cosmic superheroes portrayed in a TV show might not be the most uh, appealing way to do it because of budgetary restraints and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, Jordan, what did you think of like the the action or or I guess not the action? Wh- how would you compare this to other Marvel movies? Because a lot of the discourse happening right now is you know they're saying, oh, the people who don't like this movie are they don't like it because they were expecting a Marvel movie and this is not a Marvel movie or whatever. But what do you what do you say to people like that? It did kind of feel like a Marvel movie. It felt like a weird cross between Avengers and Guardians, where they were almost trying to be like guardians of the galaxy but they're the avengers like as far as the hero dynamic um between the eternals um it did feel marvel-esque but it didn't feel like an avengers movie that everyone thinks of when they think of does this feel like a marvel movie like black widow felt like you were watching the avengers um and this definitely didn't feel like that but it did feel more like a marvel movie than Shang-Chi did and what's the other one that I'm thinking of and I'm blanking on the name right now I can't remember um but yeah it didn't I thought it felt very Marvel um and yeah yeah I think I think there were bits and pieces in there that um uh were very on par with a lot of Marvel movies uh a lot of the humor was uh very quippy um which is always I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like this was it's weird. I don't know if this is gonna be a super uh, great way of explaining this. It felt more personal, but at the same time, because it was following these these characters throughout uh, centuries, thousands and thousands of years um, and uh, and their relationships and how they develop and stuff, except for the fact that there's 10 of them or whatever, and it jumps back and forth all over the place. Um, and so it was like, it was trying to be a more personal story about all these characters and their, uh, quote unquote, dysfunctional family dynamic. Um, it was just, it's just so much to, there's a lot of ground to cover in like, what is it? Like several thousand years that they existed together. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess 
it's this is a really hard one to go into without spoilers um and i know we're not even 10 minutes in this might this will probably end up being a, a shorter episode um which is ironic because this movie is just Three egregiously long. long yeah um and not not to say that i was bored or that you know it, it wasn't engaging um i there wasn't a point in it where i was like oh my gosh hurry up it was but it, it is a long movie um Anyway, uh, anything else you want to say before we just get into spoilers? Because there's a lot to... The runtime is 157 minutes. Wow. That's a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Over it wasn't... Two and a half hours. It didn't feel like you were sitting there for... Or I guess it didn't feel like it was dragging on to be a long movie. Like, it kind of felt like it needed to be that long or longer. It felt like mm-hmm. it needed to be longer, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. I am, I am proud. I made it through the whole thing without having to go pee, and I bought a uh, Pepsi, and so that's wow. the like the only time that happens in movies. I n- normally don't buy drinks because I always end up having to go pee, but there's two times where this wasn't the case. Um, it was this one, and when I watched Avengers Endgame, which is the longest of them all, yeah. and I was able to sit through that. When I I visited Salem. If any of my Salem friends who were at the movies when we did this... Anyway, we were watching Black Widow. Mm -hmm. And Clayton... Clayton, I know you're listening right now. Hey, what's up, buddy? I miss you. Um, I uh, peed like almost, I think, four times before the movie started. Before the movie started. Yeah. It was bad. It was just up and down, up and down, up and down. Anyway... um, that wasn't that didn't happen this time, but it was close. Anyway, now let's dive into full spoilers. This is your warning. Turn back now. Watch the movie. If you don't care about any of that stuff, stick around. Listen to this. Um, all right. So the story takes. I think it starts uh, in 5000 BC when the Eternals are sent to Earth. Why to protect the people against these monsters called Deviants? Right. And so it, I think it starts in Mesopotamia and there's a son and his dad fishing and a giant lizard dog comes out of the water. And it's clear that these people know, like they've run into this monster before. Um, and they're like, oh no, it's here. And then his, the, the kid's dad turns to him and says, run. He doesn't try to get out of the way. He just sits there. He accepted and, his fate already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... The Eternals appear in a giant cardboard box or something. The ship, I I think the design is stupid. I don't know if that's it's how it a looks weird, in the comic. It's a weird triangle sort yeah. of with like divots cut out of the back. It's it's odd. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and so the, the Eternals come and they just start like messing this guy up, the, the monster dog thing. Um, and you got, you know, you have uh, Richard Madden is Icarus. He is essentially Superman. Uh, super strength can fly uh, has lasers. laser vision yeah. yeah and then you have uh, you have um, 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 Angelina Jolie as Athena or Athena as she likes to be called she's a master warrior she can make gold weapons any types of weapons and she's super cool um, and you have other characters you have uh, uh, Kingo who ha- who can he has like finger guns and shoots I think it's really cool. I thought he, like, it was shoots, sweet. Yeah. shoots out of his fingers, um, and he can, like, kamehameha, like, build a strong ball and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's cool. You have Sprite, who is a 
kid. Uh, I don't know what she does. What does she? she do? Oh, she turns invisible and she can yeah, create creates illusions. Duplicates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm just gonna go through all of them right now. Then you have Fastus, who is kind of the the support uh, Eternal. He kind of uh, runs the ship and he builds stuff for them, and um, he's kind of the brains of the operation. Um, and you have uh, Makari. She was really awesome. She was um, she's deaf. And so she communicates in sign language, but she has like really, uh, she can sense vibrations from all over the place. And so she can sense the, the vibrations of your vocal cords. And so she can, she can basically hear, but she's still deaf, but she Can't has like talk. super senses. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she's really cool. She has super speed. Um, she's the flash basically, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Cooler. Yeah. And then you have, uh, Druig. Um, who has mind control. You have Gilgamesh, who is like the strongest guy. Um, he's really cool. Um, and then you have Ajak, who is played by Salma Hayek. Uh, well, I don't know what her... I forget what her uh, uh, power was. Did she have... She's a healer, and she's the one who communicates with... Um, Harishim. Harishim. Who is yeah. the celestial. That created the universe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good place. It starts even before time, and it's like the Celestials came and they created the worlds and everything, um, and then it gets here. Um, and then, okay, so Jordan and I were talking about this, uh, not on the podcast, but we were talking about Dune um, and how it was a little jarring sometimes where in between scenes it would cut from IMAX film to regular film. Jordan, did you see this movie in IMAX or a regular? I did watch it in IMAX. Okay, Um I thought it was a little distracting in Dune, but not too bad. This, the first fight scene, go, it, it jumps back, and maybe, I don't know why this, like, gets me every time, but it jumps between IMAX, which uses the full IMAX screen, and regular film, which has the black bars, like, in between punches, almost. Like, it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the entire time. It's, it was like, I was just kind of, like, shaking. I was like, what is going on? I don't know how I missed that because I sat in the very back row too. So at eye level was like the top of the screen in Mm -hmm. IMAX and I for some reason missed it. I think I was like trying to focus at the center of the screen. So I was like catching everything. But I think it was because the first time I noticed it, I thought I was like, oh man, I I, like it's because I'm a I I study film in one class at college and everyone notices this stuff and it's not a big deal. I just (laughs) subconsciously hold on to that. I don't know. But um, anyway. Uh, moving forward, so that's uh, 5,000 BC, and then I think at this point it jumps to the present time, mm-hmm. and it's uh, they're in London. It's oh, I forgot one of the the main the main character, uh, uh, Cersei. Uh, Cersei is um, the uh, like the main Eternal, one of the main Eternals. Um, uh, I forget what her power is even. She can change. Um non-organic material into any other non-organic material right okay so that was really cool her power is super awesome yeah there's like a bus that's flipping over and she turns it into like rose petals so like it doesn't mm -hmm. kill people yeah so sweet it's awesome um so it starts with her uh she's late for uh class because she's uh doing a like guest presentation uh for none other than kit harrington's physics class um and they have a little uh, romance going. Um, Kit Harrington plays Dane Whitman, and we'll talk more about him towards the end. Um, 
very, 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 very small role in this movie, but he will have, I hope, a very, very, very big role moving forward. Um, but that's what I said about some of these characters, and look where we are. Uh, um, so they are like, hey, do you want to move in? And she's like, no. And then he's like, oh, are you a wizard like Doctor Strange? Which is like one of the, one of the like two references to anything else that's happened in the Marvel universe. Well, that's not true. Never mind. I take that back. This is, uh, there's a lot of references. Um, and uh, she's like, no, I'm not. I'm... Uh, I don't. Th- I don't know what she says, but then she's also living with Sprite, and Sprite's like, "We're Eternals. We kill deviants, and we were sent by the Celestial Harashim, and we live in a triangle and stuff." Um, and so he knows, but doesn't know at the same. It's weird. Um, and then they're like walking outside, and a deviant comes out from the water and starts attacking, and then they're freaking out, and um, then Icarus swoops in and saves the day. He's been gone for thousands of years and no one's seen him. But we don't get that because we just saw him in the scene before. And so that whole like, oh, he's been gone. No one knows where he is or whatever. It's like, okay. Like, this is the second. Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. Um, and he comes back, saves the day. And then he's like, the the deviants are back. And she's like, wait, I thought we killed them uh, 3,000 years ago or whatever. And it's like, wow, well, that would be cool. Why don't mm-hmm. we make a movie about that first? And like establish these characters about so killing all the deviants, yeah. So that yeah, so that we understand <clears throat> what their relationships are and stuff. Um, That's kind of what I thought this movie was going to be about, and I was not correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole kind of plot line just gets shoved off to the side, and you're supposed to forget about it. Yeah, um, but yep, the deviants are back, and this deviant can heal itself. And they're like, we've never seen this before. We got to get all the Eternals back together and and fight them again we're getting the band back together yeah it's like oh man i didn't even know they broke up (laughs) crazy um and so i don't even know who they go to first do they go to do they go to ajak first they go to i think it is yes because it's just the three of them so they go to ajak who is the the mother eternal who's like the leader of all of them but she's dead Man, Salma Hayek, one of the like biggest movie stars ever, uh, gets like half a scene and then is dead. Cool. She gets some flashbacks for That's a little true. tiny bit. <laughs> she yeah. does. Um, and they're like, oh man, uh, Deviant must have killed her. And then they go... Do they... They go to um, Kato? That's his name, right? Camille's oh, character? Oh, Kingo. Kingo. Yes, this um, was a great... This was a great scene. He's a, so he is a Bollywood film star um, for generations. There's a scene later where he's show, like looking at all of his movie posters and they're like, do people not notice that you don't age? He's like, no, that's my great-great-grandfather. That's my great-grandfather. <laughs> that's my grandfather. And that's my dad. And that one's me. Um, <laughs> yeah, his, his, that was fantastic. He was making a movie about Icarus. Um when Icarus shows up, it's so funny. Uh, yeah. Nice little dance number and everything. Yeah. yeah that was it was actually scene. like very, like surprisingly, like really well done with was, all the choreography and colors and stuff. Yeah, no, it was great. And it, we should oh, go for it. And honestly kind of looked like Bollywood too. Like if you've ever watched a Bollywood movie, mm-hmm. they're kind of crazy and ridiculous. And I definitely got that vibe from 
that scene, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, so they try to recruit him and he's really hesitant because he's like, oh man, but we're in the middle. I have, I have sequels planned and we're in the middle of writing these and all this stuff. And this is the first um, one of a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they convince him to go along. Um, and so they take his private jet, um, but he takes along his, uh, his manager. Um, oh shoot. It's right here. Um, but, 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 uh, Karun, um, who brings along a camera because they're going to make a documentary. Because if they are if they can't finish the, what is it, Shadow Warrior or whatever? Yeah. Um, then they're, they're going to capitalize on this. And so, um, yeah, they bring along a, a camera and they're filming and it's like documentary style and there's some funny moments on the plane. Um, and then, is, that, is this when they get to um, the mind control dude's place? No. No. They get to the mind control place after they go visit Athena and Gilgamesh right. um, in the desert. Um, Athena has memory problems from being alive for so long. So part of the reason that they're all, all split up in the first place is because her mind goes into this state where she kind of forgets who she is and she just... Since Athena is the goddess of war, she just kind of tries to kill everybody. And um, Gilgamesh is kind of one of the only people who can bring her back and get her, like, in check. And is also strong enough to, like, not get killed by her. So Mm -hmm. um, they go off into the desert and live out thousands and thousands of years of trying not to die. Yeah. They, uh, hold on. Let me, let me see if this is correct but um yeah they uh, um i think what what happens in uh when they when they split up not only does yeah does athena go crazy um but they kill the final deviants in this big Mm -hmm. battle um somewhere in south america um and there's this big falling out which, which this type of this section I thought was interesting and I think would would be a, like I wish they explored it more but um Druig who is the mind control person is there's this giant battle going on of of just one force just slaughtering an entire village um just tearing down their their statues and all this stuff and he's like why aren't cuz they're instructed the eternals are instructed to not interfere with any human conflict so that humans can evolve and progress as they ought to um and he mind controls them and and then Salma Hayek's character is like no don't we're not allowed to and he's like why this is messed up we're just letting these people kill each other this would be so much like we could help these people if we just like calm them down you know um and so there's a big uh kind of rift in how half the people think uh or how they view humans and the other people are like oh no we have to let let them do what they do um because we're not allowed we're not supposed to engage or whatever um and so that's when yeah they split up and that was weird because there's like a big argument of who's in charge why are we listening to you and then and then uh, ajak is like you guys are free to go goodbye yeah and it that felt, was it felt very awkward it was like why are you okay i guess yeah yeah and so that was the big falling out that happened uh like i don't know i, I think it was in like the 
1500 1400 so um a good while ago um anyway so they yeah and then athena tries to kill everyone because she has this uh what do they call it mind mind rot mind um i want to say it's a mind flare but that's not right um anyway something like that um and so yeah they split up so now they're at in the desert with gilgamesh and thena and um when they get there there's a dead uh deviant and um uh karun is like filming it's like wow look how beautiful this like because it's a you know he's never seen anything like this and and king goes like what no this thing is disgusting dude we kill these all the time look how gross this is um it's not so cute when it's trying to bite your head off. <laughs> yeah, and then they uh, they have dinner, and this was a this was a decent moment, and lots of jokes were being thrown around. This is like the first time where you see a majority of the Eternals um, interacting with each other, um, and they have good chemistry. They have good back and forth. They're playing pranks on each other. It was really good, um, and uh, then they agree to go to druig's place now is that what happens um one thing that we did forget to mention is that when they got to ajax's body um this stone orb energy thing floated out of ajax which was what ajax used to communicate to the celestials um and went into cersei so now she's kind of the communicator between the celestials and the eternals and she's kind of been made the new leader um and before they go to druig she um is finally able to recommunicate with the celestial because she's been trying to figure out how and he informs them or informs her that the what the great awakening emergence um, emergence Mm -hmm. is going to happen where she discovers this is the part where i actually had to get up and go to the bathroom so i'm not 100 percent sure how they ended up here but um that the world was basically being farmed for human intelligence or for yeah human intelligence because the intelligence of the species on the planet was needed to create enough energy to create a new celestial so that celestial could create suns to create new galaxies and the circle of life kind of continues that way um yeah it's it's uh if you've seen guardians of the galaxy 2 it's basically what uh peter quill's dad ego was doing slightly um because ego was a celestial um I don't know why he was, he looked like it. Oh, I guess, no, he could transform it in whatever form he wanted to be. Um, where he was, uh, this sounds gross, but he was planting his seed all across the galaxy the, so that every planet could be his or whatever. Uh, Harisham and I think, I don't know if Harisham's like the the king celestial, if that's even I don't the know. case. Um, but what he does is he, yeah, he plants his seed in specific worlds that he deems worthy or whatever um to birth another celestial and yeah yeah you need um a certain amount of life force in order to begin the emergence so that the celestial that's sleeping inside of the planet will wake up and destroy the planet and be a a big 
man. Yeah. Just floating in space. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But then, yeah, then from there, this is when I went to the bathroom. So I think here is when they decide that they need to stop the emergence. mm -hmm. I like missed that whole scene where they were talking about it. Cause I was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to like not go forward with this plan. So I'm going to get up and pee while they talk this out. And yeah. Yeah. Couldn't tell you what they said. Probably something along those lines. I think it was something along those lines. But, yeah. Uh, um, and then they go to Druig's um, little sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is in the same place or the same general area that yeah, the they... Um, same forest. That they uh, uh, split up uh, all those years ago. Um, and uh, there's people working, having a good time, and they're like, hey, do you know where Druig is? And he turns around and his eyes are glowing yellow because Druig is controlling everybody there. It's a peaceful village. They all work and Druig is the king or whatever. Um, he sucks in a lot of this movie. Not as the actor, um, just yeah. his character. He's his just, character is a jerk. Yeah. Um, also, I can't, I couldn't, for the first half of all of his scenes, I couldn't understand a single thing he was saying. I couldn't um, most of the time either. I thought his he, name was Druid most of the time too. So I was like, oh, it kind of makes sense that he's trying to go to this peaceful little colony that he's building. And then I just read that it was Druig and I was like, oh, I guess that yeah. does <laughs> He he has like a, a really thick Scottish accent, um, and he like kind of mumbles his way through a lot of his lines in the beginning, um, just because I think he's a cocky, uh, crappy person um, who is living large. He's um, a know it all. Yeah. Um, so they try to convince him, and he's like, "No, this is stupid. You guys suck. I hate you." Um, but then the deviants are there and they come and they start killing everybody and they're fighting and um there's a a lot going on um and icarus is fighting like a thousand of them and flying into the air and ripping wings off and just being ba and and uh athena and um 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 um, gilgamesh are being super cool and all of them are doing really cool things well in this Um, fight Athena doesn't do anything because Does she not? No, not in this fight because uh she's the fight at her and Galgameth's house like triggered all the um right. responses to where she was gonna start killing people, so she was like trying to stay calm and like freak out. Gilgameth was just punching the crap out of these big bad deviants, trying mm-hmm. to protect her, um, and everyone else. And yeah made me sad seeing her not fight because she was so cool (laughs) yeah um and the the deviant from london comes back the one that could heal itself and icarus recognizes it and warns everyone like this one's different um he's the big bad he's the big bad um he's evolving and stuff they never seen anything like this um and yeah it's just fighting 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 um and at one point Gilgamesh, uh, the the deviant who could heal itself, gets the better of Gilgamesh and throws his tentacles inside of his body and absorbs his power. And that's how that deviant was able to heal itself because it absorbed um, Ajax's power of healing. Um, and so then it, it kind of transforms and it becomes bipedal instead of the, the dog-like thing it was. And it's it can speak. And, um, and at the other point... At, at the other side of the village, um, 
uh, uh, Cersei gets thrown into this giant uh, like pool of water, and the deviant goes down to try to kill her, and she turns it into a tree, which is crazy because the deviant is obviously not a non-organic object it's organic and living um and, so and she turns like, it into a living thing too so it's like mm-hmm. can't do that normally yeah and so that's a big like what the heck is going on thing um and then yeah they mourn gilgamesh and and uh, uh fina is very upset because they were super close um i literally do not know what happens next after that, they go and find the techno dude. What's his name? I can't remember any of their names because they're complicated. Oh, oh um, yeah. Festus. Festus. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite characters. He is so funny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They go find him at his house because they're like, we need you now to figure out how this is going to work um, or what we can do about it. And... He's just living his life, fixing a his... suburban uh, dad. Yeah, <laughs> fixing his kid's bicycle, because um, that's what you use immense technological um, ability for, is fixing bikes. Um, yeah, just living his, living his life. He looks so happy. Yeah, he has, he has a son, he has a husband, and they're just living. Um, and then, yeah, the Eternals come, they're like, we need you to help save the world. And he's like, no, this is my family. And then... Um, and they break uh, his table. <laughs> They break his table, um, which is a funny scene. Um, it's in the trailers, so I'm sure you you guys have seen it. But um, he's been he was saying like, "No, I've given up. I don't use my powers at all." And then Icarus lasers his wall, and it's protected by eternal magic. And um, yeah, and they're like, "We need to save the world." And and uh, Festus is like, "No, I can't. I got a family and stuff." Um, and then his husband is like, "Yo, if you don't save the world, we're all gonna die." it won't matter if you have a son or whatever, cause they're going to be dead. Um, and so that's the pep talk he needed to go and, um, uh, join them to save the world. So that's all, but one of the Eternals reunited. And then they go to Iraq, which is where the triangle ship is hidden mm-hmm. underground under like under like, uh, uh, ancient ruins because it was in the city of babylon Mm -hmm. and under their temple and then babylon of course have been buried under the dirt and archaeologists are actually in the middle of finding it they're like tracing out the runes like in the dirt like cleaning it off and then um druig like mind controls them to leave and it's like they're poor careers (laughs) yeah so close um and so they get into the ship and there's uh, potato chip bags and stuff around. I don't know how she was able to get modern food. Yeah, because their ship was buried um, long before potato chips would have been around. <laughs> um, I didn't think about that until just now. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, but then, yeah, so they get there. They find um, Makari and she's super happy to see everyone. Um, she's just been sitting there for hundreds of years. Oh, maybe she um, brought the potato chips. But how'd she get in there? Well, she brought everything else. But how'd she get in? Like, she's how fast, did she get man. so fast <laughs> that she could just go through batter? Well, yeah, the Flash can run through walls. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Why is he always breaking glass? Um, I don't know. Because at the speed that he runs most often, the vibration of impact will shatter the glass. But mm-hmm. in the comics, he can figures out how to move himself fast enough that his like molecules like separate, and he can pass in between the molecules of like walls and stuff. That's there's like a one in. 7,000 quadrillion chance that when you slam your hand on your table, the molecules in your hand and the molecules in the table will miss each other. It's crazy. Because we're like 99% nothing. Have you heard the um, Pete Holmes stand-up bit where he's talking about how science doesn't make any sense? Mm-mm. And he's like, this stool is made out of molecules. And he's like, we're made of the same molecules. And when my hand hits this stool, do you know why science says that they don't like pass through each other? He's like, they don't know. <laughs> He's like, and he just spends forever freaking out about it. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Wild yeah. stuff, man. Anyway, uh, Makari's in there chomping on potato chips. Um, they're like, hey, we need to, we need to stop the, the uh, celestial, which is named, I forget what they named it, um, uh, from emerging. And, uh, then uh festus is like oh i know i'll make bracelets so that we can all be of one mind and control the celestial and they're like that sounds like a good idea let's do it so that was awesome that it it happened that fast that they figured out what to do um and then they're like come on icarus tell us what to do and he's like yo i'm not the leader ajak chose cersei she should decide what we do and then he walks away and then Everyone's like, whatever, man, you're still the leader. And Kingo goes up and is like, hey, man, I'll follow you to the end, as I always have. And then Icarus is like, yo, I'm not who you think I am, and walks away. And we're like, what? What's going on? Flashback time again. Plot twist. So it goes six days earlier, and he is visiting Ajax. And she's like, yo, the emergence is going to happen. We got to stop it. And he's like, no, we don't need to stop it. That's not our job. He's been in on it the whole time, too. Um, not the whole time. Uh, I think I think it was explained when they, in in Babylon, is when Ajax when explained to him. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, he's like, no, our job is to serve the Celestials. That's why we're here. I know it sucks because what happens is um, every... The Eternals are sent to a planet. They help the civilization thrive and protect them against deviants. The emergence happens. They're protected from the emergence. And their memories are wiped and they're sent to a new planet. Um, And he is like, we got to keep doing this. This is our job. This is what we do. What? Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about something I need to talk about later that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And so... He's very like we gotta we gotta stick to what we were designed to do. I don't know if it was explained now or earlier or later, but uh, Eternals are not human. Well, obviously, but they're they're like not alive. They're synthetic humans. Yeah, they're they're yeah. basically robots. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, yada yada yada. Um, Icarus is like, hey, Ajax, I need to show you something in Alaska, and she's like, sounds good. Nothing bad's gonna happen. And they go, and it's like a frozen river or lake. And he's like, the, um, they must have been, tr- and there's deviants all over the lake walking on the ice. And he says, it 
they must have been frozen in the ice until uh, global warming started happening. Um, now they're back. And she's like, I don't know why I didn't make this connection, but she's like, why don't you just kill me? Like, in, because of that? I don't Maybe I missed something, but she instantly knew that he was going to kill her. Anyway, he chucks her off the, the cliff, and then she gets her powers sucked by the deviant, and he picks her up, flies her back to the house where they found her. He cries and shoots lasers. Um, he's a very... Richard Madden's a very good, uh, like, emotional actor. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I wish like you knew his character more at this point to be like, Oh my gosh, he's the bad guy. I like, feel like he had so much character development in this movie that it didn't make sense. Like, do you know what I mean? Like his character changed so much as the movie went on. I was like, I don't even know who this guy is now. <laughs> like, yeah. Also throughout this whole thing, there's been flashbacks to him and Cersei. They have developed a romantic relationship throughout the thousands of years. Um, and uh, then they broke up, and then now he is the bad guy. Um, anyway, yeah, so he's really sad that he had to kill. Because he's not like, I'm evil, but he's like, I have to do what I was built to do. Like, like you guys are the bad guys. I need to, I need to continue this mission. Um, right, Earth being destroyed is going to create billions of more lives on multiple galaxies um, from the new Celestials. So it, yeah. it's the right thing to do. They explain it as like a, an exchange of energy and that's how the universe expands and keeps living um, as, you know, a star dies, the energy is transferred to another star and all of a sudden, like it's the universe is ever changing and if you stop that process, then the planets and the worlds are and the suns are going to die, they're going to dry up and then there's going to be nothing. Um, and so there needs to be a continuation. So that's where um, the celestials are coming from. That's where uh, Icarus is viewing things. He's like... It's not so much like, oh, I'm doing this so that billions more people can be alive. He's doing it so that ev- like there's a chance for things to still live. If there's like if the emergence, not if this specific emergence stops, but if all the emergences stop happening, from what they know, life ceases ceases to exist. Um. Anyway, uh. So yeah, he. Something, I don't know, stuff happens and they're arguing, the Eternals are arguing and then he reveals himself to be like, I'm, I gotta keep the emergence from, I need to stop you guys from stopping the emergence or whatever. Um, and they're like, no, Icarus, you were, you were so good and stuff. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the site of the emergence, which is a volcano. Um, and he walks away and then, and then, uh, I keep wanting to call her Pike. That's not her name. Um, Sprite. Sprite is like, I'm going with you because she's been in love with him this whole time. She's a kid, but it's fine because she's a robot. Um, and with magic like, powers. technically five th- over 5,000 years old. Yeah. And that's another thing that they should have explored. Not the weird love thing, but the she's very envious of these of the other, other Eternals because they can at least stay in civilizations, in towns for extended periods of time for 10 years for 15 years um because when you're an adult you can just be like oh no i have good genes that's why i look the same as i did 10 years ago when she's you know on a like a 14 year old no one's gonna believe that she isn't you know um i'm just short leave me alone like that's not gonna work um yeah um so they leave and then kingo is like 
yep, I'm not going to help you guys anymore. I'm just done. The world's ending. I'm going to die anyway or whatever. And so they all kind of end up splitting up again. Um, a handful of them stay together. Um, and then they are like, oh, no, we have the rings or whatever to... We have some of the rings. Or does he destroy the rings? I don't know. They They make... They take the stone thing from Cersei and use that to make bracelets that let them combine their eternal magic and energy into, they call it a unimine. It's just one mine like shared between them that mm-hmm. they are then going to use so Druig can put the new celestial celestial to sleep so that the emergence doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and then they can move all the humans off world um in a very large uh uh expedition um at least that's their plan um so they get to the site uh icarus and uh sprite are watching the volcano uh start to erupt and then they look off, and then the triangle is flying through the air, and they, the Eternals are here. we got to stop them. Um, and so then there's a big fight between Icarus and uh, a lot of the Eternals, uh, uh, I think. Um, yeah, the um, I can't remember any of their names, and it's, like, really crippling me right now. Um, yeah, there's there's just so much that is brought into this. Um, Makari's there. Um, Festus is there. Uh, I believe Kingo is there. Athe- um, uh, Kingo is not there. Athena Kingo. is there. Where's Kingo? Um, he doesn't come back until like the very, very end. Uh, he's gotcha. like he's gone for this whole end sequence. Um, but yeah, Athena. Didn't even know that. Yeah, Athena's there. Um, Fe- Festus is there. Festus is there. Makari's there. Makari's there. Um, those are the main ones fighting Icarus while Cersei and Druig go towards the volcano. Well, Druig gets at this point is like, um, in the Icarus, ground. Yeah. Like lasers him down into the ground, which doesn't really make sense. Um, and, cause that means his Druig's body is strong enough to just like crush through rocks and his not, lasers are strong enough to push him. I don't know. And there was that whole thing that was like, if we wear these bracelets, our like invulnerability will be forfeit. We won't be well. We'll be like vulnerable or whatever. It's fine. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't matter at all. <laughs> well, at that point, I thought they took them off. I because don't know. they they got broken off because they ended up not using them at the very very end. Um, I thought they did because they all did the thing that they no, set out to do. Because um. So because the Eternals get brought to a new planet after the emergence, the Celestial connects all of them together so that they're not destroyed. And in that moment of them all being connected, Cersei was connected to the Celestial, and then she used that moment where they were all connected to destroy it. So all that work, all that planning to connect their minds doesn't matter because it's going to happen anyway yeah they didn't know it was going to happen and they explained that that's what happened in one very short line and i was just like really wow what luck yeah 
Um, what are the odds? Yeah, yikes. Um, so yeah, they're they're all fighting, um, and Icarus is kind of handing it to him, and then the deviant comes, the evolved deviant, and he starts beating up Icarus, and they're like, oh man, the because the whole thing is about the the deviant evolving. The deviant was the original Eternals. They were created for the purpose that the Eternals were, except they were sentient and organic, and so they evolved to become predators. And But as this deviant is absorbing the Eternals' powers, he's evolving himself, and he's being able to talk, and you know he seems pretty smart. And so I thought it was going to be something where like they end up working together. Mm-hmm. That's because- what I was hoping when the connection was made that they were essentially the same. I was like, because... Cersei and almost all of the Eternals want to stop the emergence just like he does and they never work together. Yeah. They still try and actively kill each other. As Doesn't as make sense. soon as the deviant comes and starts um punching punching Icarus who someone shoots him. I don't know who has shooting powers. But um, someone shoots him. Is it Festus? Festus, yeah, he builds these cool like hand cannon things and starts blasting blasting him up. Yeah, and so that allegiance is out the window. Um, and the, he blasts the Deviant into a cave, and then Thena's like, now's my chance, and goes into the cave after him. Um, and so the fight continues with Icarus and the Eternals, and then Angelina Jolie, I mean, Thena, <laughs> I don't know why I jumped to her name randomly. Athena uh, and the the Deviant are fighting in the cave, and um, uh, she gets the the mind fracture or whatever and then the deviant is using gilgamesh's voice to be like touch my hand it's okay and then she touches his, her hand and then she starts getting her power sucked but it was all a ruse and she pulls out swords and then decapitates him in like six different angles uh, which is kind of metal i liked it um yeah, but then that's the end of that scene. conflict yeah then she um, just walks out and stares at the sunset <laughs> yeah and I wish, because her whole, like, conflict with the mind fracture and stuff isn't resolved at all. Like, yeah, she gets it at this moment, but then she's just like, nah, I'm good. It's fine now. Yeah, she has... And conquers it. She has conflict resolution. Like, she... Just like that. Yep. It, she uh, was working on it for thousands of years, but yeah. all she needed to do was kill a deviant who killed a loved one of hers, and that it would have yeah. been solved. Yeah. Who knew? Um... So moving on to Cersei. Well, at this point, they have Icarus uh, tied to the ground. Um, for some reason, they didn't try to do that earlier, uh, but all they needed was a little bit of magical rope, and he can't get up. Uh, and he can't use his power. It shows him trying to like laser Festus, but it's not, it's not working. They should have done that a long time ago. He did have a opinion. really cool line about, like, I finally clipped your wings because the story of Icarus flying too close to the sun. I thought that was just really mm-hmm. funny. They made a lot of good references in this movie, especially with Icarus and um, Athena's characters being from mythology um, that were really good. Um, So Cersei is going towards the volcano, and then she gets stabbed right in the back by Pike. That's not her name. Sprite. Sprite. I got to remember. Soda. Um, And... Sprite's like, I was so jealous of you. I, you know, I don't like you at all, and I've always, you know, been envious of you. Uh, blah 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 blah. And then Druid comes and punches Sprite in the back of the head, knocks her out. Um, and then uh, the knife 
Cersei turns the knife into water and the wound in her kidney is fine, I guess. Um, she continues on with a slight limp. Um, and then uh, Icarus manages to get free. At, at this point, the Celestial is starting to emerge. He has giant fingers coming out around the sea. Um, and then uh, 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 Cersei starts to stop it and slow it down and whatever. And then uh, Icarus comes and he's like, he really wants to kill her, but he can't bring himself to do it because he actually loves her. Um, and I thought that's this, I get what they were trying to do. I just wish I believed in their relationship because the movie did not sell it at all. Really? Um, anyway, he can't bring himself to do it and he lets her continue. And then, yeah, they all float up and turn gold because of the celestial binding them together. And then the celestial, dies or whatever because she has her hands on his hand and turns it to stone and then they have one last moment Icarus and and uh Cersei and uh they're crying and then Icarus flies up into space turns around looks at the earth and then like a really awkward like camera turn that wasn't like totally synced with the background of him it just looked kind of janky and then he flies to the sun and kills himself. He flies into the sun. What the heck was that? Sorry, I just like screamed it's, into my mic. Um, it's it's poetic because Icarus, and that's it, really. You're right, but it just made no sense. I know. At all. Yeah. Um, apparently, Didn't in the comics, most of the Eternals end up killing themselves in some way or the other, but it's because of the fact that they find out that their true purpose is to, you know, let humanity go extinct. Um, Why didn't wasn't, he just fly to another planet that had Eternals on it? Like, uh, he know. knows they exist. <sighs> I was, yeah, I was so excited when I knew, when I learned he was cast in this movie and that he was Icarus and I was doing all this research and I was like, man, Icarus is a huge character. This is great. He's going to be in more Marvel movies. Sweet. And then he dies. Um, yeah. he could come back in the comics. He dies and comes back, but who knows? Um, they got a lot going on. Um, yeah. So they save the day. Everything's good. Um, every, the world is like, wow, giant, giant hand and face come out of ocean, turn into stone. Weird. And that's it. Um, <laughs> that's strange. They're like, to be fair, they have seen stranger things, right? Like that's true. Yeah. Half of the people in the galaxy disappearing. I want to know how this sucker came out of the Earth's crust and didn't cause a more catastrophic event aside from a little tiny volcano. They were in the middle of the ocean, man. Like, yeah, mass tsunamis. There was was that tectonic plates. Yeah, (laughs) the the core of the Earth should be spilling out of the hole that he just made. It it was in some places. There was there was the scene where she's running and there's like a bunch of lava around her. And there was the That's scene true. where, like, the, the giant wave of water was, like, ripping that island apart. Um, nowhere near civilization. Like, everyone was fine. That would carry all the way around the world. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And so they save yeah. the, the world and they go back. They're babysitting uh, Festus's son. It's all fine. Um, and then... They, 
this is how it, how they split up. It's um, oh 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 uh, uh, Sprite is like, hey, sorry I stabbed you, and she's like, it's fine, I understand, no hard feelings. I have so enough. I have enough power left to turn you into a human. Yeah, what? When has that been established? That's the thing. How did you know you could do that, ma'am? Um, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, and and so I didn't buy that at all. I was like not having it. Yeah, and Sprite again. This moment would have been so much more powerful <clears throat> if we got a long like if it wasn't just like, hey, by the way, I've always wanted to be human. Oh, I can turn you human. Sweet. If it was like something that we witnessed throughout the story, maybe multiple movies, a TV show, who knows? Where you can tell that Sprite really wants to be a human, or at least to and you know. Ah, anyway, I digress. Um, so she gets turned into a human, um, and now she's got to go to school. Um, Major and then, bummer. And then uh, Kingo and Cersei are um, are living on Earth. They're like, yeah, life's good, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Makari, uh, Druig. Uh, is that it? No, there's got to be one more. Oh, oh, and Thena. Um go back onto the triangle ship and go out into the, the into space to do something. I don't know why they... I think they were looking... Oh, looking for more Eternals. Yeah, to make sure they knew their purpose to see if they mm-hmm. could... I think they're planning on fighting back against the Celestials. Yeah. Um, and th- which would be really cool, but um still confused yeah. on a lot of stuff. The I, I thought it was they're like oh man we got to go warn the other other eternals of what's going on and they're like will they will they like be on our side and then makari's like yes and they're like why and she says because the truth will set them free which is super cheesy and i didn't like that also look at what happened when you guys learned the truth this time yeah you almost failed you almost like you know a lot of problems happened so yes fell apart yeah you got to imagine at least one celeste or one eternal on each of the planets that there are on knows what the game yeah. plan is maybe two like what was the case on this one and so you know <laughs> good luck if there's only three of you mm-hmm. um anyway and then um and then cersei and dane remember dane kit harrington he's back again for five he's, seconds he's finally back yeah and they're on a, a date in like a cemetery or something. Some not a cemetery. It's some a, outside. It's like it's like house. a park. Yeah, a park. Same thing. Um, <laughs> and Dane's like, "So you still can't turn me into a giraffe? Dang it, this sucks." And then she's like, "Oh, sorry, ha ha ha." And then he's he's like, uh, "No more lies." And she's like, "No, I've told you everything that I that I like. I'm being 100 percent truthful about everything that's happened." Um, and he's like, "No." I need to tell you something. My family is very complicated. Now, if you haven't done any research on who this Dane Whitman character is, like me, or yeah, or anything, you would be like, until right okay, now, like what? Is, like, does he just have like daddy issues? Like, what's I don't know what what happened? Um, His parents were Nazis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's just kind of a a line that doesn't mean a lot. Um, and then, boom, Harrisham on the horizon ginormous guy right somehow does not affect the gravitational pull of anything on the earth um, he's made tides of aren't... energy not gravity it's, it's mass dude mass is what makes gravity i think i don't understand how gravity works to be honest you are right um, um even that even if mass is what 
how much mass is how much gravity you have why why like, i don't know i'm not an astrophysicist <laughs> anyway i'm a construction um, worker uh harrisham is like cersei you have you have let stopped the emergence and you have saved humanity i will spare them if they are worthy but you are coming with me and i will be back for judgment and then sucks uh, Cersei up and Kingo up and um, I assume uh, uh, Festus. I don't remember. I, I, I know there takes... was a third person there. I just didn't know if it was Festus or Sprite. I don't because Sprite's is... not an Eternal anymore, so I don't think. No, but what he was doing is he was going to read all of their memories since they've been on Earth to mm-hmm. and use that as like kind of to determine their judgment, like, um, or use gotcha. that to judge them. Um, and everything that they've seen, whether humanity should be spared or not. Um, and if it's well, Festus, then that sucks because he had that very emotional moment where he created the atom bomb and mm-hmm. was very heartbroken about it. Um, because that was obviously a very tragic well, thing to happen. He didn't create the atom bomb, no, but he, he, he like he helped. Led, yeah. Yeah. Um, created the technology that let them create mm-hmm. the atom bomb. Yeah. Well, if if it was Sprite, um, she's 100% dead because humans cannot survive in space. And they were just floating in space. Um, so she's gone <laughs> if, that, if it was Sprite. <laughs> Her head's just like um, turning blue in the background. You can't see. That's messed yeah. up. She's a kid. Um. <laughs> and then uh, Dane is like, Cersei! <laughs> and then I think that's how it ends like the movie part of it um there it looks it looks a lot like a guy is stealing a bicycle i don't know if you noticed that part <laughs> oh, yeah. but right in front of kit harrington this guy just runs up grabs a bike and starts to run away and i was like i don't think that's his bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man anyway so that's that's the movie um and then of course there's it's marvel so there's post credits um the first of which is on the eternal ship they are like the the Eternals that were left have been taken. We need to go back. Um, and then I was like, this sucks because their whole thing was we need to leave. And then the post credit scene is them saying we need to go back. But that wasn't the thing that they were. Marty, we have at. to go back. <laughs> exactly. So it's so much less cool. Um, and then they see this like rainbow colored light flashing down the hallway. I thought this was Thor or someone from yeah. Asgard. Um but no, it's a terribly rendered CGI uh, dwarf. No, um, they went all out on the budget for that post-credit scene. It was done so well. It looked terrible. I um, almost got up and left, if, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But this this dwarf uh, comes up and he's like, oh, hello. I am i don't know if he said he was an Eternal or if he's friends with the Eternals or if a servant of the Eternals. I don't anyway, think he he's... said who he was at all. Okay, so he's drinking. He's like, oh, I would like to welcome... Uh, Star Fox, blah blah blah. Um, this guy, and I was like, Star, like, are they bringing in Star Fox? Like, Star Fox, Star Fox? Um, no, it's Harry Styles, which I am thrilled about. I think he's actually a very, very talented actor, and I love his music. If you don't listen to Harry Styles, you gotta give his albums a chance, they're so good. Anyway, he comes. Was he in One Direction? Yeah, he was in One Direction. I'm on board, (laughs) (laughs) but he's uh. Uh, as a solo artist now anyway um, he's like what's up my name's Eris I'm Thanos' brother and I'm here to help you guys 
to that effect or whatever. Um, and that's where that scene ends for the most part, um, which is super awesome uh, because that means he's going to be in the MCU and that means he's going to be in the MCU. So that's sick. Um, and he seems like he'll bring some uh, good chemistry to the group because the group that is left, Angelina Jolie, uh, no, uh, I mean, Thena, uh, Makari, and Druig are a weird pair that mm-hmm. would just be weird. Anyway, so that's that. And then the credits keep going. And then the final scene. Oh, I did not watch this one. You I didn't? thought there was only I thought they were only doing one after phase three. No. I thought after Endgame there was only gonna be one after credit scene. No, so I didn't stay. Another. Oh, I'm excited now. Okay. So the camera pans up. It's Thor, right? Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy swoop down. We need you on a mission. Thor says, What's going on? Master Chief comes in. <laughs> we gotta kill the covenant. Sonic comes in. I gotta get the rings. And for some reason a lot of people think I'm more powerful smash. than I am. <laughs> no. Um, it's, so it's back with Kit Harrington, uh, Dane in his, uh, I assume his family's estate, um, because the quote unquote complicated family history, that's putting it very, very lightly. Um, there's a giant box sitting on a desk and he goes, goes to open. He's like, no, 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 I'm not ready. Paces. He's like, okay. He opens it up. There's just a sword that's like wrapped in like this weird bandages and kind of bloody, um, and he like goes to touch it and the sword is like there's like material in the sword that's like reaching towards his finger um kind of if like you know those weird magnet things where you can put your hand and like the the black gel like shoots up to touch your hand or whatever it's oh, like that yeah. kind of um and then a voice comes from the beyond that's like i don't even remember what he says he says like nice blade you know, i'm going to teach you how to use that or whatever I don't know what he says. This Some- is how you do a blade pose. Yeah. And who is it? It's freaking Blade. It's oh, Mahersha, is it? I Mahershala was totally Ali. joking. It's, you don't see him. I didn't know it was until I looked it up afterwards, but that's apparently his voice. That's um, fantastic. So I am. I assume in the new Blade movie, um, Kit Harrington will have a role in that because Kit Harrington is the Black Knight. Um, or Dane Whitman is the Black Knight. He becomes the leader of the Avengers at multiple points. Um, so he's like, I mean, he takes up after Captain America. So he's a pretty dang awesome dude. Um, so this is setting up his. I'm his looking character. up his superpowers. He has some really cool superpowers. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing is that he's like, technically, he's just a normal guy, but the sword that he has, um, the ebony blade, like, has a blood curse. Um, and so he's like a super good. Uh, swordsman but it, the blood curse like threatens to drive him mad but then he with his relationship with Cersei um, he temporarily gets like these really cool powers and stuff I'm super excited I'm just reading under abilities it says expert swordman, swordsman he has really good skills that allowed him to be the best swordsman in combat and expert horseman he is also an expert horseman <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is it, fantastic teleportation what oh this is cool like i'm i'm excited for him being in this and stuff but again like i if this is his you wish he had more than 30 seconds of screen time yes but not in this movie like yeah unless this was three movies then put him in there Mm -hmm. or a tv show or a tv show um yeah um well that's the movie uh so i have a question go for it 
Um, so the Eternals were created to stop the divergence, deviance, yeah, deviance. Um, why are the deviants on every planet? Because they were sent to like every planet to do what the Eternals were going to do. Right, but after... So, I guess in my head, the... So, the... Because um, Ajax, her character, it's... She's said to have, like, done five um, emergences already. Emergencies. Um, like, in the past... Um, she just doesn't have the memories of them because they wipe their memory every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but so if they're creating five new galaxies, why are they putting deviants in all of those galaxies just to send the Eternals there? I think, well, first, I think Ajax keeps her memories. Oh, she does. I think she's she's the only one who has, like, kept her memories. I thought she thing. didn't because that's why the Athena's brain got messed up because her memories didn't get erased from the last time. They weren't properly erased. erased. Right. Yeah. Everyone else's were properly erased. And so when she, um, when, uh, 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 when Thena is having those like random PTSD flashbacks to the previous emergence that she was a part of, that's what's making her freak out. Cause I think she's witnessing the world ending. And, yeah. Yeah. And at that moment in time, that's when the realization hit her, you know, billions of years ago. And she's like, oh, no, this is awful. And then her memory gets wiped like seconds later. But part of that thing stayed. And so I, I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing. Um, a quick Google search said that deviants are sent to were sent to protect the humans from predators. And so they were. I think they were dispatched everywhere because I don't think. Because the Earth, um, the the Eternals were sent to the Earth at five thousand BC. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Deviants um, were there for a long time. You know, because right. the world's a lot older, and so um, they were originally sent out all over the place to just protect life from predators, and then they evolved to be bad. So then the Eternals. Is that answering your question? Sort of, like, on the small scale, but I'm thinking, like, big scale. After they've done multiple emergence, like, multiple emergences, emergencies, um, wouldn't the planets that the Deviants be on now be destroyed and there's no more use for the Eternals? Well, I think it, Unless, the process, I think the process takes a lot longer, like, billions and billions of years. But Ajax has done five of them. Yeah, and they were only on the planet for five, 7,000 years. Yeah. Compared to like billions of years, that's not a lot of time. I guess that's true. But once the planet explodes, then they take that energy and create a new sun, which they then create new planets. I think the And then Eternals, they send more deviants there? No, I think the Eternals are mopping up what the, the mistake that the Celestial, that Harrison made. But that's still, like, oh, it's like a, it's, of yeah, it's like a multi-million-year-old mistake. Yeah, yeah, and that so, makes sense. 
and the emergence only happens when the when the life form of whatever planet they're on reaches a certain population and so at right. that point the the deviants have already been killed a long time ago is the is the plan of the celestials i got it i was just like this seems like a needless cycle that they're doing i was like what's going on here but no that makes <laughs> yeah. sense um yeah so okay i got a pitch for you okay let's say this let's just say this I is swing. the first oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> this is the first eternals movie this is how I would have done it. I would have started where they started, sending them in 5000 BC, Mesopotamia, all that stuff. Um, I would basically make the movie all the flashbacks and have them tell their story from their arrival all the way up to the blip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have the big bad guy be the deviant that evolves. And so the same people can die. The deviant can evolve and stuff. And they can be like, what the heck is going on? And then the deviant should be the one that reveals like once he gains consciousness and be like yo dude i was created for the same thing as you and then like during the big battle at the end um that's when that revelation has happened but then you get an entire movie to see them go throughout the and like all major points in history because this is what i thought it was going to be and so um like the volcano that was shown in um the the trailer which ends up being the the end i thought that was pompeii the entire time um, like oh, the, yeah. and so I was like, oh man, it's going to show all these major events in history and how these people were, uh, involved or how they wanted to be involved, but couldn't, mm-hmm. um, or how it affected them watching yeah. these horrible things happen. And so then you can build these characters up. There could still be plenty of action because of all the deviants and stuff that they would be fighting. Um, and then you could, you could bring in a little bit of the fracture for Angelina Jolie's character don't go into the full explanation of what it is and don't reveal, you know, what, even by the end when it's like, Oh man, the celestials are using us or whatever. Don't even go into the memory wipes of the robots or whatever. Um, and then, so that's that movie. And you build up everything about the characters, the relationships, Pike wants to be, or Sprite wants to be a human. Um, and then the love, the, the love, uh, interest between Icarus and Cersei can be explored more. Um, all this stuff and the tinkerbell analogy yeah (laughs) that made me laugh so hard especially because she like looks like tinkerbell little kid with short hair um and then yeah and then it could end so once they find the they realize what's been going on then they can all split up because they all have different they got to figure out like what are we going to do or some people are on board with the celestials still some people are against it some people are indifferent and that's when the split happens because then Instead of having it happen in between the first and the second scene, you know, have it have it actually matter. Anyway, and then you could go on to a second or a third um, movie and continue it and have the fight with, not the fight, but the, the betrayal be the finale of the, their whole story. Um, yeah, then it would have, like, meant something. Because I, when I saw the betrayal of Icarus, I didn't like it. I was just like, this is stupid like yeah it doesn't make any sense it's not what they've been setting up like even remotely like his character bounces back and forth so much between i'm the good guy i'm the hero i should be the i should be the leader of the avengers to i'm gonna let the planet explode i was like what is happening here yeah 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 crazy uh i don't know um sounds like a good pitch i would have watched that movie 
it would have looked a lot worse than this one, let me tell you. Um, anyway. We should make that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it this movie opens up some interesting things, none of which are the Eternals in my mind. It's basically just Kit Harrington's character. Um, yeah, when it ended and when it when the first post credit scene ended and it was like the Eternals will will return, I was like, okay, cool, I guess, fine. Like, which I, really sucks because I love the Eternals as characters. I just don't care about their motivations anymore. Like, yeah. And there's maybe since they're split up in this way, maybe they will be uh, like supporting characters in other movies individually. And so like the three and Harry Styles might be supporting. Well, that's a big cast. They might get their own one. Never mind. I don't know what I'm saying. They're the probably three, gonna... the three and Harry Styles. That scene legit. I don't know if it was just because the way it was like they were on a ship and the music was playing, but I was like, this feels like a direct ripoff of guardians of the galaxy. Did you get that? Well, kind of, it's hard. It's hard when you bring in space. Cause like, I think it was mostly just the music that was playing. Cause there's kind of like some upbeat music playing. And I was just like, why does this feel like they're going to do a guardians of the galaxy thing? We're like, are you ready to go save the world? And it's, they're like kind of a misfit group of people. I was like, what are yeah. they doing? Just make, the next guardians movie <laughs> yeah maybe they'll maybe they'll show oh no guardians is already filming they probably well i don't know and Who they're knows? already putting thor and someone else in guardians um yeah we'll see so. uh, every marvel movie moving forward aside from spider-man has been pushed back i think after spider-man the next one won't be until may oh really yeah um which is fine. Um, yeah, I. Mm, yeah, this movie it was it was whatever for me. It was fine. It was fine. I don't think I'll see it again. I don't know if I'll even watch it again when it gets on Disney Plus. I'm counting down the days for Shang Chi comes out in a, like a week from now. Oh, does it on on Disney Plus? I'm so stoked for that. Um, yeah, love that movie, um, and I'm super stoked for. For uh, I almost said Harry Potter, um, Spider Man. I'm always stoked for Harry Potter. Yeah, right? I'm stoked to watch um, Harry Potter too. Uh, yeah, Spider Man comes out in just over a month. Crazy how fast that's, that's coming. It's too long. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. This was the one I was looking forward to most was Eternals, just because of the cast. And um, now it's over and it's behind me, and I am not looking back at it at all. Um, so we'll hopefully Spider Man delivers a little bit more which it, it's looking like it it will even though um, it has so much hype built for it yeah i mean i i've never really been like thrown off by hype i guess um yeah i i guess i don't know like this one i, I was really hyped for it and then i guess the reviews kind of made me not as hyped for it but I thought beforehand. I thought people were just tanking their reviews because Marvel fans are some Marvel fans are awful. Well, I mean, it, I mean, before release, it was yeah. all critic reviews. That's uh, true. Or or press or the lucky few people who want a sweepstakes to see it or whatever. But um, yeah, Jordan, if you had to give this 
a rating 1 to 10 on a 100-point scale. I'm still confused at how we do this. I don't know. I don't know if it's like this point blank or if it's 100 point. Anyway, what would you rate this well, movie? So if you do like 1 to 10 with decimals, that's the same as it's the 1 same to thing. 100. Um, yeah. I'm going to rate it a 3 out of 100. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's probably like a 72. Like, it's fine. I'll maybe watch it again. Um, but not like... The only thing that would draw me to watching it again is if I was watching all the Marvel movies with a big Marvel fan that for some reason hasn't seen this one yet. And mm-hmm. that would be the only exciting thing to watch it like get me to watch it yeah um i would rate this a like a six four six four i was gonna say six five but i felt that that was too too even even though five is a odd number and four is an even number but five is halfway between um zero and ten (laughs) that took me too long to think (laughs) um yeah six four I I don't want to say, I'm not saying this is a bad movie. Um and when I was talking to people at work I was and they were asking they're like what so how was it? I think the first thing I said was like it's a movie. I watched it and I'm here. Like I don't cuz this one is a hard one to talk about without like going into the details. Um Yeah, I thought it was fine. None of the action really did it for me. Um the the acting was great. Um but the stories that the acting was supposed to sell me on wasn't working because of how jumbled everything was and how how much it tried to cover. So, yeah, always down to watch a lot of these actors. Um, so that was fun. I don't know the last the last time I saw Angelina Jolie in a movie. I couldn't even tell you. So it was cool to see her in something. Um, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, last thing I saw him in was Big Sick, which is phenomenal. If you haven't seen that, go watch that, which is a vastly different film than this. Um, so it was cool seeing him in a superhero role. That was a lot of fun. And he was still super funny. So that was great. Um, and then, yeah, Richard Madden kills it. If you haven't seen Bodyguard, watch Bodyguard. It's on Netflix. Most underrated show. Limited series. It's only like six episodes. Watch it. I still need so to watch good. that. You showed, you've told me about it like eight times. I, I always I haven't started I, it. I always tell people, watch the first 15 minutes of the show. If you're not sold by the first 15 minutes, give it up. But the first 15 minutes is so good. And the rest of it is only better. It's crazy. It's 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 fantastic. Anyway, do you have any parting words for um, fans, listeners? No. Nope. <laughs> I don't. Right. I couldn't come up with anything. I'm sorry. I failed uh, you. No, you haven't. There's still plenty, plenty of time to make stupid jokes because this podcast is never going to die. This podcast is eternal. That's Superman. Pew, 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 wrong, pew, pew. wrong uh, universe. They make Superman references in this. Yeah. Which There's a- was hilarious. Mm-hmm. The- I'm wondering how they got around to doing that maybe superman is in the public domain that's not true because then no. anyone can make a superman movie do you know sherlock holmes is in the public domain 
that's why there's this how long has it been in the public domain for a long time i was gonna say because there's always like a bunch of different variants of it and it's very inconsistent yeah that's cool yeah anyone can make a sherlock Holmes. sherlock holmes anything i want to make a sherlock schnomes sherlock schnomes sounds like a dessert or a drink sounds like a garden gnome yes um there's also one moment in the in the movie where uh, Icarus holds up a magazine or a coloring book and it just says Star Wars on it, like to the camera. And it's just That's like right. a, it was too on the nose. Also, I was sitting next to the most obnoxious people. Anytime, anytime someone used any type of power in the beginning fight scene when everyone was using the power, these people, yeah, whoa, clapping, laughing. And it was like, this is ridiculous. And they were like, they found... Those people never left their house during the pandemic. <laughs> they forgot. They they found the most random things funny. Like none of the, they didn't laugh at any of the jokes, but like in quiet moments when people were just talking, they would find something and they would just laugh their butts off. It was, it was great. I loved sitting next to them. Um, anyway, but hey, did they take your seat? They didn't. That's good. No one I, took my seat this time, but. People take I, my seat a lot at the movie theater, and it makes me upset. <laughs> when I was watching The Last Duel, I was I got the middle seat in the very back. Mm-hmm. Um, the best seat. Yeah, except there was like a group of people who had like three people on one side and three people on the other side, but they were in a group. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they did it that way. Um, so I they didn't necessarily take my seat, but I did not sit there because they were like talking to each other. And so I took a different open seat. I once had a group of people in my seat. There was five of them sitting in one chair. It was crazy. No, there was like five people and they were all sitting like the middle person was in my seat and then they were all around it. And I was like, I'm not going to ask all of these people to move. So I'm going to sit somewhere somewhere else. And then I was in someone else's seat and then they got mad at me. So then I had to move again. And I was like, this is stupid. I just want my seat. Yeah, man. I, I love assigned seating because one for... At least for releases where I'm not like going to dress up, which is almost all of them, I don't have to get there super early and I can just go to my seat, except for the fact when someone sits in your seat, then you have to be like, okay, is this big enough of a deal to ask them to move? Is it not? How much do I care? Are they going to be annoyed with me for their mistake? I don't know. So yeah, I remember watching um, Revenge of the Sith in the theater, and this was before assigned seats were a thing, at least at this theater. And I remember during the previews when I, when we sat down, I leaned forward and, and rested my arms on the seat in front of me um, so that someone wouldn't sit there because they would feel awkward because they would have to ask me to move my arms. And it worked. No one sat in front of me. Did you and me go see that movie together? Mm-hmm. I think both of our families did. Yeah. Yeah. I've, At a I've, movie theater that does not exist anymore, I don't think. Nope. I don't remember where that was. It was on Sunset. That was the theater that we went to? I think so. Dang. I was just thinking about that theater the other day. Yeah. I think the last movie I watched in that one was Hannah, I think is what it was called. I don't know. I think Kid kid Spy <clears throat> Killer. The last one I watched in that movie theater, I think, was Spider-Man 3, and there was a jump scare in it that made me jump out of my seat and throw the bucket of popcorn everywhere. So Nice. That's a scary movie, man. It. It's so so spooky. <laughs> Who would have thought uh, it? Spider Man. Oh man. He uh uh 
Sam Raimi is a is a horror director, the guy who did the the original Tobey Maguire Spider Man. So I think that's I've been listening to a podcast there going through all the Spider Man movies up to the release of uh, No Way Home. Ooh, that sounds neat. and they have a lot of uh, cool facts about. Right now they've done the first two uh, Sam Raimi Raimi Spider Man movies and yeah they, they talk about a lot of the horror roots and how it um, is implemented in a superhero movie. Don't know why we're talking about that right now, because this episode is over. Thank you for sticking around. Make sure to wash behind your ears, brush your teeth, and your tongue. That's something I need to get better at. It's just hard. You're supposed to do that? Yeah. Oh. Um, and then uh, clean between your toes, and eat your fruits and vegetables, and proteins, and... Hot sauce. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> I thought maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something. <laughs>